Hey, friend! Welcome to Gal Explained, the podcast where two best gals explained anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. Ooh, good one. <laughs> this week, we're diving into how your internal clock ticks and talks. We talk morning person versus night owl, biological prime time, and how do you reset your internal clock? Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. Wow. Wow. Here we are. We didn't discuss what we're going to talk about during this time, but it's I, the interim. <laughs> I think we should have a meta discussion about our um, our intro, actually. The way that we always never know how to say better than any man ever has. Now, we made that line, and we always are tripping over it. I think this is just the, this is what we're with. This is what we have to deal with now. Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. I, I've i said this before, but I think it's like the perfect uh, actor test to get one line and to have to say it every week for this is the 19th <laughs> week that we've said it. Oh, 19. <laughs> and to say it a little differently. Oh, yeah, 19. Shoot. Yeah, and then that one and then the, yeah, you could Google it. I love it. It's our mottos uh, is gal-splaining things and being better than Google themselves. Uh, but, you know, you just got to mix it up sometimes. Say it a new way. <laughs> well, Michelle, before we get started, I, w- I did want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've lived in New York for how long now? Um, A little, a year and a half, I would say. And I've been in Charlotte almost two years. So like a little bit over a year and a half. Uh, I recently had a new discovery of place that I should have been visiting all of my time in Charlotte, especially during quarantine. About two blocks from my house, there's a giant greenway, a beautiful art museum, a big greenway path, huge field with trees. People were doing yoga. And over the weekend, I discovered it's only two blocks from my house. (gasps) And uh, I have not been taking my quarantine walks there. I've been taking my quarantine walks elsewhere. And now that I've discovered it, I'm like, I've lived here for a year and a half, and I didn't know that there was this beautiful path two blocks from my house. (laughs) Especially during quarantine. That's terrible. I know. So have you had any recent discoveries about your neighborhood or where you live? Oh, this happens all the time, especially in New York, because people are always like, oh, have you gone to blah, 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 like when they find out where you live? And I'm like... I think I've heard of it and I always feel so terrible because I'm like oh I'm not going on walks enough or like I'm not exploring my city enough or anything like that but the truth of the matter is is that whenever I go on walks I go on the same walk um, and I never want to break from that in fear of missing what my walk is because I have a lovely walk I live near a beautiful park um so you're saying that you you like a routine you have a routine oh Claire how dare you use that segue (laughs) (laughs) I would say I do have a routine though sometimes it's nice to break from it but why would I want to be a routine type of person Claire well it's actually all about your internal clock Michelle uh and how your internal clock as I said in the intro ticks and talks (laughs) who made that line up 
It oh, was not Claire. Know. Genius. It was it was Michelle, everybody. <laughs> so Michelle, before we get started, I'm sure we'll dive more and more into this. And this is an oversimplification, but would you consider yourself a morning person or like a night owl? So I think I'm reluctantly a morning person. I don't like waking up in the in the morning. Like I I would rather sleep in, but my body naturally does not let me sleep in. Ever since I was a kid, like I always wake up at least at like 8 a.m., which might be late even for some other people who'd consider themselves morning persons, peoples. But like I myself am always waking up early and then like I can't stay up late. I always can't hang. I fall asleep while watching stuff all the time. How about you? I am a night owl, 100,000%. Not as bad as I was in college. Um, but honestly, night owls get a lot of shade because people post like, productive morning routine, my 5 a.m. morning routine. I love waking up and watching the sunrise. And it's like, if you're a night person, you can be just as productive at night just as somebody who wakes up early in the morning. So if you're listening, if you're a night person and people throw you shade for being a night person, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm definitely a night owl. I did my best like studying, homework doing, paper writing in college at night. I pulled many all-nighters or late nights. Me and my friend Allison were known in the library. Uh, and at Elon, the library is called Belk. And at night... People start calling it Club Belk oh, because <laughs> if you're there late at night, like you're part of this special, I mean, it's like a, like a Club Belk rolling up. But uh, yeah, we were known by the night librarian. Uh, he would come over and be like, hey, ladies, how's it going? What you working on today? And he was always confused because she was a dance major and I was a theater major. And he was always confused why we were in the library. Um <laughs> Honestly, we have a lot of homework too. <laughs> I am too. I was never in the library at my school. Maybe really? like I can count like two times I remember like staying out late in the library in college. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's when I did my best work was like at night when the pressure of FOMO <laughs> was away. Like mm. when everybody was asleep on a weeknight, that's when I did my best work. When I wasn't like missing a lunch with somebody or missing like going to do something or see something. Um, but even now, definitely a night person. I like to clean at night. I have a hard time sitting still. I have my TV watching Play-Doh that I just play with Play-Doh while we watch TV at night. Wait, what? I'm such a, such you like play- a mobile person. Hold on. You can't just like go on from this. You have Play-Doh for when you watch TV. Is this like yeah. a fidget spinner kind of deal? Yeah, I used to keep it in my desk for like meetings, uh, like at work and stuff. I was like squeezing it, you know, and like playing with it just like to like a stress ball almost. But it slowly made its way out to the living room. And now it lives under the TV. And sometimes it just makes its way out. I like to craft too at night. So like I was learning how to macrame. Um, Yeah, that is very interesting. And I think a trend that I want to pick up because that I, I always feel like I need something to like play with with my hands. And I feel like that would not t- take my mind off my tasks. Yes. Play-Doh, 95 Play-Doh. cents. Highly recommend. <laughs> but Michelle, I want you to tell us about our internal clock and how it ticks and talks. Yeah, I can tell you a bit about it. Well, I actually wanted to add a bit more in my experience first hold on 
I need to back yes, up. Please. Cause, cause it w- it's interesting hearing you talk about, um, your experience as a morning per, as a night person, because my experience as a morning person being a reluctant one, I tend to st- stay up late anyways. Um, if I, you know, want to. It's especially bad because I have a roommate who I like to hang out with who is a night owl. So often I will stay up with her, but then I will still wake up at eight eight or well seven in the morning now because my cat yells to be fed. Um, so I have no other choice but to be productive in the morning. And also like my body makes it that way. But I used to be the type of person who would like wake up at 6am to go work out. Um, that was like a thing I did for a while because it just felt so good to get it out of the way. And it was very nice. And I would recommend it if you are a morning person and can do that. But I can't do that anymore. So anyways. <laughs> power to you, though, when you did. Good <laughs> power, work. power to past Michelle who did that. Um, but, you know, part of the reason I had to struggle with doing this, Claire, is because um, it was dark out at six in the morning. You know, it's dark when you wake up that early to work out, I can't do it because I just want to sleep and stay in bed. And the reason why that's a problem is because your internal clock works with a part of your brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is a super fun name. It sounds like we're cyborgs with like a chip in our brain. (laughs) Um, And it has an acronym of SCN. And it's basically... I've been, I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies lately. We're going through like the whole Marvel franchise. And that sounds like we're writing a Marvel movie right now. Like <laughs> like her super chiasmatic nucleus uh, ratings are off the chart right now. She yeah. has powers none unknown to man before now. Like that kind <laughs> of thing. We're going to harness it and use it for evil. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, also binging because, you know, those... Uh, those uh, WandaVision episodes, can't oh. talk about it, but, you know. So good. So good. So good. We love Wanda. We're here for her even when she's torturing an entire town. Um. It was out of grief, okay? <laughs> All right. People probably haven't totally seen this. So Watch WandaVision. Anyways, yeah. um, the super chiasmatic nu- nucleus, which I am messing up every time I say it because it's a long word, uh, we're going to acronym it to being... SCN is in charge of receiving cues from light in your environment to keep the brain in time. So basically, it sees the light. Your SCN is like, oh my gosh, that's light. And then it informs the rest of your brain. So like the article I read, which was through the Atlantic, kind of explained this as like one prime example of your body system using genetics and environment in tune with each other because the environment is telling like informing your health and your well-being and like everything about you, but then it's informing the genetics that are programmed to feel a certain way. It's actually very interesting. So (laughs) when there's less light input to the SCN, that increases the input of the hormone melatonin, which we all know and we all take when we really want to go to sleep. Um, (laughs) And melatonin basically just tells the brain to go to sleep. That's really interesting. We have big blackout curtains Um, and I have had a really hard time waking up in the morning when Jeff doesn't get up before me and open the curtains because we have street lamps right outside our window. So we have to have them at night because it's like really bright. 
Mm-hmm. And it's such a pain, though, in the morning to wake up in like a cave and feel like something's wrong. Like it's the middle of the night. Why am I waking up? Well, and it can really mess up your system to throw. And I'm sure you're going to talk about this soon. It can really mess up your system to throw off your your body clock with the sleeping. So like uh, it, the studies have been shown that um, daylight savings time actually puts people at greater risk through health or injury by just putting people up or down an hour of sleep. And so like with blackout curtains and all those things, like it's nice to sleep in, but like it can totally throw your day off by pushing your routine off by just a moment. Yeah. scary. And I was reading, I don't know if you're going to talk a little bit more about other things, about circadian rhythm, which is what your body's natural clock is, but it not only has to do with light exposure, but it has to do with your interaction with other people and planned mealtimes. Like, I'm also not really a breakfast person, so I'm not waking up hungry every day. Like, I have to get myself out of bed to eat. Yeah. And I wanted to note, actually, that this whole thing with, you know, your SCN informing things and then like having this routine that you have to be strict with, like this isn't some crazy thing. Like there's a ton of other natural rhythms in your body, like hunger and even like inflammatory responses, like uh, how people usually have their fever spike in the middle of the night. Like that is a whole routine and rhythm thing in your body as well. Yeah, I have had night sweats sometimes. <laughs> so that makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, this all dates back to our first episode in those cold showers because oh. sometimes that's the only thing that can get me out of bed in the morning and is get the, me going. Is the cold shower cold coming back? What's happening? Uh, it never left, Michelle. We just went underground. We tried to legitimize a little bit. Uh, oh. That sounds like anyways, a conspiracy. <laughs> also our first episode. To talk about... <laughs> biological prime time i think it's time i think it's time so had you ever heard of this before i brought it up no i was watching a youtube video some like day routine thing and uh the youtuber is alexa sunshine 83 so she's very great she does a lot of like thrift hauls and things like that but anyways she was talking just like through her day and she just casually said biological prime time and it really caught my attention because I had never heard of it so biological prime time basically is uh it was created by Sam Carpenter in his book work the system which is all about productivity so biological prime time basically means like one size does not fit all for timing like we watch these morning routines where they're like, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm the most productive I've ever been. And like, that just doesn't work for some people, right? And to understand productivity, we have to understand like how to get the most out of our time. So your biological prime time is the time of day when you have the most energy and therefore have the greatest potential to be productive. So do you know your peak time of day? I would say mine would be like a solid 12 to 2. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not totally sure about mine, but I think mine is the later afternoon. Mine's like a 2, 3 to like 6 or 7. Really? Yeah. See that night person like in me. Yeah, for me, I just feel like once it hits like after 4, 
it's like all downhill from there. Like all I want to do is just go lay in my bed, especially in the winter months where I'm just like, it's dark outside. I just want to be done with the world. Yeah. And understanding your, your biological prime time means learning when you're the most energetic and then developing your schedule around those periods of energy peaks and energy dips. And it's important to know this because it can define how you shape your day if you have a choice in how you shape your day. So I think it's really interesting because I, uh, at work, we used to do this thing called the ideal day where we mapped out what our ideal day would look like. And just the difference between, for my old job, I used to be on a lot of calls, like with clients and having to be on all the time. And once I figured out, like, I could kind of set my hours for that. In the morning, I would answer emails, I would do outreach, and I would I would do that side of work. And then after lunch was when I felt the most awake to do like client calls and things where I had to be really on and presentations. So like if I had a choice, that's how I scheduled my day. Mm-hmm. Do you know like when you feel the most, I don't know, would you, if you had to give a big presentation, like want it at noon, since that's what you think your biological prime time is? Yeah, I think it would be best around like noonish, like even maybe like, yeah, yeah, exactly noon. Because I feel like I'm either like most productive even by 11. Um, it's just anything before that, I'm like still kind of getting up. And anything after like two, it's like kind of getting worn out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really interesting because I'm definitely like a later person. I think that I get more energy and I feel better at talking to people as the day goes on, as I get like experience with it. <laughs> and it was always really hard for me to have like a networking event right in the morning mm -hmm. and have to wake up and the first people I talk to be 40 people <laughs> at a networking <laughs> event. I right. mean, pre-COVID, but <laughs> it was always hard. And working a lot of jobs, like especially pre-COVID um, in New York, like a lot of them are nighttime jobs. And uh, I, I, I'm able to do it. I definitely am. Uh, but it definitely uh, wears on me, like waking up the next day. Like I have less energy the next day and I'm not as productive as I am on days when it's like a normal, maybe nine to five, which apparently is my best sort of schedule. <laughs> That's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to fit into that nine to five mold because that's what most of the world is fitting into. But for me right now, I am not in that nine to five mold because I work a lot of like late afternoons through evenings and it, it's been working for me. It's the timing works for me. And then I don't feel as bad about not getting up at like 7 a.m. the next day because I'm like, oh, I worked till 10 o'clock last night. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm allowed to sleep in a little bit. And it, it's weird to, like, have a different rhythm than the rest of the world feels, it feels like. But a lot of people at my work do the same thing. I think that's common for a lot of people in the, in the entertainment industry, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely been there. I just feel like my body, since it already, like I talked about, wakes me up so early, it's nice to have a job that, like, when I do have a job that facilitates like this sort of schedule of waking up early it's like oh I guess I'm already waking up so now I'm in like a routine that actually makes sense for my body but um 
Yeah, it definitely is nice sometimes to also work a nighttime job, too, because then you get to sleep in or at least stay in. Yeah, and I want to encourage everyone, if you have the choice, any choice in how you structure your day at work or your day in general, because I know some people don't have a choice. They have to be on it all day. Um, write down your ideal day. What does that look like? What do you wake wake up to? What does your environment look like? Mm-hmm. What sound do you wake up to? What do you first put in your body in the morning? How do you structure your day? Like, like we were talking about the busy points of your day versus the points where you're more introspective and kind of doing work to yourself. Uh, I think that that's really important. But before we take our recess, I wanted to share how you can figure out your biological prime time. Ooh. A lot of people recommend that it takes about three weeks to conduct the experiment. And you're tracking your natural cycle. So don't be like, I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. every day this week, even though I normally don't, to, to do your biological prime time. Just stay on your normal schedule and just keep a little notebook or a little note in your phone and track what times of day you feel most productive, coffee aside, caffeine aside, alcohol aside. So you're not allowed to have ca- caffeine or alcohol these weeks or just kind of you, take it out of your... You can... But if you normally are not a very morning productive person and you have a cup of coffee at 8.30 and feel really productive at 9, take that into account that Mm -hmm. maybe that's not your biological prime time. Maybe that's the caffeine talking. Got it. That's me. I have coffee in the morning because I don't feel awake till the afternoon. I don't have a second cup in the afternoon or anything. Mm -hmm. Anywho, my circadian rhythm is telling me it's time for a little recess. Okay, let's take one. (laughs) Hey folks, and welcome to Recess. It is just Michelle this week at Recess. You may have noticed we didn't have a recess last week, and that's because we actually didn't have an episode last week. Yeah, that's right. We had a little bit of a vacation and we came back a little bit to vacations. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Claire just had a vaccine this week. So she's uh just taking time to rest. So she didn't have time to record the recess with me. But I wanted to explain that to you because I think that a great thing to talk about this week on recess is how you should get the vaccine as soon as possible if you become eligible. It's important we all get vaccinated if we can and uh, our health allows it because it'll make all of us more and more healthy as time goes on. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Uh, to Well, I'm excited to get it as soon as possible. But um, yeah, I'm just hanging out here, taking a little break from learning so much from the episode. I got Iris here with me. Iris, my cat. Um, she's going a little crazy. She just got out of her litter box. Um, yeah. Other than that, we're all doing pretty good here. Let's take a deep breath to relax from all this learning we've been doing. (sighs) Great. Good breath. (laughs) I feel like I'm actually talking to kids. Anyways, let's get back to the episode. Take it away, Michelle and Claire. And we're back. 
<laughs> Welcome Hi. back from recess. Thank you, Michelle. You're like the teacher waving us all in. Um, I'm clapping. I'm saying, uh, raise your hand if you uh, can hear my voice. Raise your hand if you can hear my voice. Okay, she's raising her hand. Um, did you guys like put one finger over your mouth <laughs> and two fingers in the air? We did the bubble gum. They said, catch bubble gum in your mouth if you can hear me. And it was like, oh. Oh, I've never heard of like that. Like Yoshi when he goes on. We had to walk around the hall like this. <laughs> Don't, she's What she's doing right now for all you listeners is she's uh, putting one finger in front of her mouth like she's shushing herself and then putting two fingers up in the air. I have no idea what the two fingers in the air is, but we was did it, it all the time. Was it like a peace sign? I know that I was a no big idea. thing. We just did it. And our teacher would go like this. They wouldn't just, they, they would do both signals. They wouldn't just put the finger over their mouth to shush us. Both. Both were necessary in the process. <laughs> That's a lot. That doesn't make any... I feel like that was a secret ritual that was happening there. Um, Being and a they teacher were... <laughs> now, yeah. uh, it's very interesting to try to command my class at moments because it's theater, it's improv, so it's very fun. But I don't just want to do the... You know? Yeah. Like, eyes on me, one, two, three... So I've come up with some fun ones. We like Marco Polo. I say Marco. They all say Polo. Oh, fun, fun. Uh, the one that I really like, but they don't all love is I go, it's a me. And they all go, Mario. Wait, why would they not love that? That one sounds so fun. <laughs> I know. We're old. Oh, man. In my Animal Crossing game, I just made the Mario character for my Animal Crossing character. Like, in, it makes a little... I don't think that's the actual sound. But then she jumps in a little warp pipe and she has a little mustache. Do, do, do. That's it's so, so fun. Anyways. I love that. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to segue that, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> I was going to try to come up with something. But Mario doesn't wear a watch. So. No. He's always going. Looking for Peach. <laughs> to finish up a little bit more about before recess, we talked about your biological prime time. And we talked about circadian rhythm earlier, which is the 24-hour cycle that controls your body, your daily schedule of sleeping and waking. A big part in discovering your biological prime time is your ultra-radian rhythm. Have you ever heard of this? This sounds um, not like... Ultra radian? That sounds like radiation We're to me. We're back in the Marvel world. Ultra back in the radian. cyborgs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually really interesting because your circadian rhythm is a 24-hour cycle. But what I learned through my research is there's a lot of other smaller cycles within your 24-hour cycle. Okay, like what? So like your ultra radian cycle. And this cycle is 90 minutes. And it consists of, well, it's actually 110 minutes because it consists of 90 minutes of high-frequency brain activity followed by around 20 minutes of low-frequency brain activity. So everyone has this, 90 minutes of high-frequency brain activity, 20 minutes of low-frequency brain activity. Every day? Every day my brain is going buck wild? Uh, it's just really common for people. As humans, our brains are only designed for high energy and focus for about an hour and a half before they crave rest and rejuvenation. Only 20 <gasps> minutes of it, though. But this is only once a day, right? No, nope, all day, constantly. 
just on and off this high. 90 minutes, 20. 90 minutes, 20. Interesting. So because I've always heard that like you have to take breaks, like it's good for you to take breaks when you're working. And I've always like been one of those people who's like staunchly against it because I'm just like, if I'm doing something, I want to keep doing it and I want to be done and then I want to do nothing. But like this is science working against me right now, I guess. Yeah, it's it's actually your brain frequency waves. Like Dang. it has, you you can't really control it. And I find this to be true. My brain does kind of check out for 20 minutes sometimes if I'm in a really long meeting mm-hmm. or uh, watching a movie like that at that kind of hour and a half mark. Sometimes my brain checks out for a little bit and then I come back for the ending. Well, yeah. And then there's like that moment when you're working sometimes and you've been working for like an hour and you like go down a rabbit hole of something else. And then like all of a sudden, like 20 minutes go by and you're like, huh, what just happened? Like, it feels like you just fell asleep almost. (laughs) So it's not your fault. And it's actually important to like lean into those moments instead of trying to push through them, actually taking time to actually recharge, not saying like, oh, well, I need a little break, so let me do this easier part of my job or let me answer some emails or whatever. Actually taking time to recharge is really important because your brain and your body is like a battery. A lot of the things I read said that. And if you continue to take from it without recharging it, you're going to have no energy left to take care of your important tasks. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. So I do have a list of some fun activities that you can do during your kind of recovery period, that 20 minutes of rest and rejuvenation. Okay. So a lot of it said like take a walk, do a little meditation or yoga. Uh, You can clean your space, have a healthy snack, stretch, watch some funny or inspirational videos, call someone and have a quick chat. Or like journal, set some goals, read a little bit. Anything that is you still want to feel like in work mode. So you still want to be moving. You don't want to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you do want to give your mind a break so you don't have to think that much. That makes sense. Absolutely. I like the one about like meditation too. Like just taking that time to be reju- like actively rejuvenative. Actively rejuvenative. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. I love it. I love it. And I'm sure that there are more tools for changing your internal clock. There uh, are. Specifically, I wanted to look up some gadgets for like circadian rhythm help. Because um, I thought it was kind of funny, like how some of these tech Companies have tried to invent these ways to kind of because circadian rhythm and internal clock is very natural. Like as humans, we were supposed to just like see the sun rise and rise with it and then fall asleep to the sun setting. And like that's how circadian rhythm should work. Right. Right. So it's I mean, obviously, the world doesn't work like that anymore. And it hasn't for a long, long time. So I thought it was interesting to see how these like companies have kind of used what our natural monkey brains say that we need to do and putting them in technology. So tell me, do you use any technology before I list some? What what do you use to wake yourself up and stuff? I think I've shared it on here before because we talked about this in our battling the winter blues section. Mm-hmm. But I did get a sunlight alarm clock that 
like the 30 minutes before I wake up, I already needed an alarm clock because I like having a real clock. Uh, it starts to light up and it goes from like a deep dark red to like a bright whitish yellow. So it's slowly like the sunrise changes color and it's supposed to slowly like stimulate you awake. Like I said, we have blackout curtains, so there is absolutely no light in the morning. And it, it does work uh, nicely. It's nice to wake up to light. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, I think it's on, I don't know if this is the one you use, but there's Philips wake up light that does the same thing where it mimics natural sunlight for like a period of 30 minutes where it like brightens its intensity. So that's a big one. It's actually interesting because I don't have blackout curtains in my room. And um, I, ha- I have a school across from my window and the school has lights on 24-7. So at night, the lights from across the way are like always on. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, but for some reason, it doesn't bother me. I'm a person who's okay with light. I even fall asleep like on my phone. Um, in fact, that helps me fall asleep is like watching stuff on my phone. Like I fall, I like falling asleep to like something. I'm the same way. And sis, that's called anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Um, anyways, (laughs) um, anyways, uh, but if you yourself do not fall asleep in that way, um, and you need some more gadgets, I have some other things that might help your sleep. There's, uh, and we are not sponsored by absolutely any of these. Uh, in fact, I could judge some of these on podcasts right now, but I won't out of respect. Um, Do but- it. Be judgy. <laughs> Be judgy. Um, there's a lot of different gadgets, first of all, though, that track things like temperature, light, and noise in your room to help give you the best sleep. Like, it'll literally, like, there's some things that, like, will stick in your bed or, like, on this your nightstand and your bed and, like, inside your mattress that track everything to, like, monitor what you need to change to be able to sleep better, how you're sleeping with your current situation. I thought it was interesting that they kept like referring to temperature with some of these gadgets though. Cause like we talk a lot about light and noise, but I mean, yeah, I guess like I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, like super freaking hot, you know? Yeah. What's the ideal like sleep temperature then? That's a good question. I think it might be like whatever you want it to be, but there was also another gadget that specifically, what was it? It keeps your mattress at a cool temperature all night long. It's called the Cairo Sleep Performance System. I think it was still in development when I researched it, but it said it keeps it at a 16 degrees, but I'm pretty sure that meant Celsius. Yeah. That would make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that makes sense too, because people like having like a cool pillow, like you always want the cool side of the pillow. Yeah, Yeah, that does make sense. And I know that they have all of these comforters and sheets now that are made with like eucalyptus, which is naturally cooling. Ooh, that sounds so nice. For, I'm definitely like a warmer sleeper, but I need the weight on me of Mm -hmm. blankets. So one day when I wanted to splurge, or if they want to sponsor us, they sponsor a lot of podcasts. I'm not going to name drop them until they sponsor us. <laughs> okay. Leaving us on the cliffhanger there. Um, yeah, no, I actually had this experience last night where I wanted to sleep with my huge comforter on me. But for the first night in all of winter, I was so hot. And yes, I'm wearing sweatpants to bed. I know that's weird. Um 
Don't the, give the me that look. That grasp around your ankles. Yeah. Ooh, I can't do that because then they start to roll up a little bit. Oh, they're rolled it, like, up. Oh, they are then- rolled up right now, Claire. They're to my calves. <laughs> oh, I have yoga pants on, not leggings. Actual flare-out yoga pants. Oh yes, that's comfy. That's they're good. back in. They're back in. Apparently, my students told me so. So that has to be true. I'm hip now. <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was sleeping with my comforter and I had to turn my fan on. I was so hot, but I didn't want to take the comforter off because I wanted the weight. I wanted that weight. It's a big mood. Um, but there's some other weird ones that are on this list, like glow to sleep mask. So this mask goes on your your eyeballs, right? And it blocks <laughs> it blocks out all light, which is good because a lot of people like sleeping with no light. But it also has blue pulsing lights inside that gradually lull you to sleep. That is some Twilight Zone stuff that I do not want to partake in. I would like to try it. Um, I don't think it's for me, though. I think it sounds weird to have blue light just pulsing in your eyes. But I guess it's not much worse than watching a phone as I go to sleep. I don't want a machine lulling me to sleep i don't want to become dependent on a machine to lull me to sleep i don't want it to then be hacked uh by the system and start to slowly hypnotize me overnight into joining its army i've been watching a lot of marvel pulsing in morse code oh my goodness wow this is trademarked marvel don't steal this (laughs) morse code girl um anyways uh another one which is similar but not the same is that nightwave sleep assistant which project projects a blue light on your ceiling um and it will get really brighter and then really darker and you're supposed to breathe in as it gets brighter and breathe out as it gets darker and it the process gets slower and slower and over time until eventually after seven minutes it shuts off as you should be asleep by that time so it's basically I like making you breathe. Hate when I'm on TikTok, and then one of those calm <laughs> TikTok ads come on, and it's like breathe in, breathe out, and I can't swipe away. Like I have to do it, but I hate it. It's like how dare you assume that I want to breathe properly? Right. Like, I had to turn that off on my Apple Watch. That breathe function. I had to turn it off. <laughs> I honestly got an Apple Watch wanting that function. I was very excited to use it because I was like, you know what? I need to breathe better. Like, I need to meditate more. Um, And it just pisses me off now. It's the worst function. Everybody, I feel like, turns it off. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But this is the weirdest one, in my opinion, on the list. The Muse headband it tracks your brain activity and feeds that into an app that guides you in meditation exercises. It steals your brain activity and <laughs> sells it to the government to then reprogram your brainwaves to become their robot. I'm yeah, I, I'm not for this one. I mean, why is something in your home? And 
Look, I I personally believe that everything knows everything about me. I think my information is stolen already. I mean, we have a podcast and we tell things to the internet that for free, we have Apple watches on our bodies. Like I, I have surrendered my information and myself to the system because I think that it's already known. I have an Alexa in my living room. Like they know everything about me. There's nothing I can hide. They're but at the same time, at the same time, putting something on my head with my brain activity being processed into an app, I think that's just a step. That's just like, I know I've crossed the line, but that's like a step 20 yards past the line for me. Then you're going to start getting like targeted ads that have to do with your brainwave activity. Like I already get ones based on my Google searches and my demographic. Mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it's not... It's not cute, but I'll finish all this to say that I think you'll like this last one because it's probably something you already do. Um, Aroma care is kind of like a Keurig for essential oils. And as you may guess, there are certainly smells that you can put in all essential oil diffusers to make you sleepy. Lavender, baby. I love me some lavender. Oh, wow. When Michelle said aromatherapy, I just started vibing because <laughs> I felt seen. I felt heard. I needed I needed to give you that after telling you about the creepy other stuff. Yeah, I definitely, my heart rate has slowed. That's another <laughs> thing my Apple Watch knows all the time, my heart rate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even tell me. It just knows. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I have looked recently, though. This is a total tangent. My heart rate has gone down in January, February, and March. Oh, that's good. That's healthy, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. My heart rate last March was the highest it had been in, <laughs> in years. Thanks. I mean, I feel like a lot of people could probably relate to that, to be fair, but yes. <laughs> well, I hope that sharing all of this helped some people either figure out their biological prime time, figure out how to help their internal clock if they don't have a choice about when they can wake up, or just yeah, enjoyed hearing and got you thinking about are you a morning person or a night person, but I think that's everything right yeah follow us on at galsplain pod on instagram and twitter and uh let us know on our social medias like when do you think your biological prime time is when are you most productive during the day yeah i I would be really interested to also know if there's anything that you do to try to shift your clock your internal Mm. clock yes please subscribe rate and review we'll see you next time Bye. Bye.